0: Welcome, this is Stephen Lee, and this is life, and the living of it. Today I want to talk about a burst disc, destroyed bones, and drama class. During the summer, right before my freshman year, I got a job throwing pizzas at a little place called Pizza Inn within walking distance of the high school. Now when this job carried over to the start of my freshman year, After school on several days, I would walk right over there, and sometimes put in work until about 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, one such time, I was told to take out the old dough, which by now had turned rank. And these were big bins. They were probably sixty, seventy pounds apiece, and I didn't think anything of it. I just emptied them in the dumpster and took them back inside. And while on that day I remember my lower back being a little sore, I didn't really think about it but as the weeks progressed my back kept getting more and more sore and then I had to ask for help for dumping the old dough and then I found myself not even being able to lift 20 pounds and then even walking started hurting after a while and I had to quit Pizza Inn. Now my freshman year I was in drama class I wasn't talented whatsoever so I got to take down the sets put up the sets and do whatever the manager wanted me to do. And one day while taking down a set, my back launched from a 2 to about a 5 in pain. And pain started coursing down my right leg. I knew something had happened. Lo and behold, I ruptured my disc. They tried all kinds of non-surgical interventions. But finally in December, they had to do surgery to basically take out and reshape and re this disc together. And so the disc that was 100% before was now about 20%. And my six-foot frame was now about 5'11.5". But for a while, there was no pain. That is, until about late February, the pain started coming back in the same place. At first, it was just an ache, and the doctors didn't think it was anything serious. They took an x-ray again, and the sight looked great but every week it became more and more intense. Finally, since they couldn't find any systemic, physical reason for the pain, they put me at age 15 in a pain management clinic. Now, did my pain get any better in pain management? Not really. Perhaps my attitude did. Perhaps my faith that I had control over how I reacted to the pain did. But I wanted to have some control because I wanted to do summer camp that year. I wanted to be part of the maintenance staff. And so even after the pain management clinic, I chose to go to camp. The pain was still there. Looking back on it, I had several people tell me I really needed to get this checked out. And I didn't really listen to them. Part of me thought the pain was in my mind. In which case, I could just try to ignore it, right? But what I didn't understand about myself is that other people really saw there was a problem. One of the pastors I met there said, you really need to get this checked out. When I met up with her brokering, he said, you really need to get this checked out. When I got into an argument with the assistant director saying I couldn't sit down in chairs anymore and I'd just rather lay on the floor during the meetings, he said, you really need to get this checked out. Now at this point, the pain was such that I really couldn't sit down for long periods of time or even short periods. I really wanted to lay down every place that I was. And I could only lay down on my right side. It was too painful to go to sleep if I lay down on my left side. And I was dragging my foot as if a ball and chain were at the end of my foot. And then one fateful morning, about two and a half weeks before the end of camp, I woke up and it was so painful I could not walk. In fact, I couldn't get out of bed. Now I don't know why I didn't cry out and I don't know why I didn't ask for help. It was early in the morning. For some reason, I had this stupid idea that if I could crawl to the nurse's cabin, things would be okay. And so I attempted crawling. Luckily, someone saw me, and they called up my mom. My mom came and got me. My mom was extremely pissed that I was in such bad shape. And when we got to Austin, she absolutely demanded of the doctors, you will find out what's wrong with my son. So they did a full body MRI this time, and lo and behold, four inches below where the last surgery was, and where they never took x-rays, now there was a grapefruit sized tumor and two lemon sized tumors. They had wrapped around both nerve bundles going down the legs. The tailbone was completely disintegrated at this point, and I was given the official diagnosis of Ewing sarcoma, which is a form of bone cancer. On another podcast some time ago, I described a little bit about what happened during that time. But basically, I had a 25% chance that it would react to chemotherapy well. It was inoperable. In fact, they almost lost me on the table when they tried to remove some of it. I could only sleep on a couple of square inches of my body. Otherwise, any other position was just too painful. And even to take a simple x-ray or a simple MRI, they had to knock me unconscious because I could not, without being in incredible pain, lay flat on a flat, hard surface. There are certainly a lot of other stories to tell in those couple of months in the hospital, but the good news was that I had one of the four subtypes that did respond to chemotherapy pretty well. I had been in incredible amounts of pain, the kind of pain morphine just allows you to breathe without screaming. They put me on a cocktail of chemotherapy that was lethal. In fact, I'm written up in the medical journals as taking four times the lethal dose that normal adults take. It was so lethal that my doctor himself had to go down to the pharmacy in the basement, check out the drug, bring it up. He would hang it. He would start the drip. But with the incredibly aggressive chemo and incredibly aggressive radiation therapy I had later, The cancer did finally disappear after two years. Now back to drama class. I did my sophomore and junior year and half of my senior year at home. This was for a couple of reasons. However, the biggest one was my immune system, because of the chemotherapy and radiation, was severely affected. A common cold would be a serious thing to get. But I really wanted to finish my senior year in person. So, one of the things that I had space for was taking drama class. This was advanced drama. I was absolutely horrible acting when I was a freshman. And with two and a half more years of practice, I was just as bad this time. So, after an atrocious application process, I pleaded with the teacher, let me in. Let me do anything. I'll fetch coffee. I'll be Mr. Coffee. And she did. She let me in. And yes, I became Mr. Coffee. I brought the coffee to all the practices. I was the understudy for a lot of actors and actresses that I sure hoped wouldn't get sick at performances. But you know what about drama people? Here I was with no hair, no eyebrows, very few eyelashes. I looked out of place anywhere I would go, except around the drama people. I was not the only high school student that chose to shave their head. I wasn't even the only person with no eyebrows. Never once did any of the drama people my senior year treat me differently. Or perhaps I should say they treated me just as differently as everyone else in that group. Now for a 17-year-old whom people avoided in the hallways and people saw as the cancer boy, quote-unquote, from whom people kept their distance... And when they talked to me, they were oh so carefully polite. Drama was exactly what I needed. The characters in there that were bigger than life was exactly who I had to be around. In fact, I remember the assistant manager when we were going through wigs. She put quite a few wigs on me. And she said I was the easiest to fit. Yes, it sounds kind of silly. But because of my smooth, bald head, I could wear almost every wig. And that afternoon in school, I think I wore, quote-unquote modeled, about ten different wigs. But she was thrilled. And you know what? I just loved making her happy. I wasn't the cancer boy. I was the wig dummy. And that was okay with me. Now, did I finally get to act? Yes, I did. There was a murder mystery, and guess who got killed off? In scene one. That's right. My acting was so atrocious that killed me for it. But that's okay. It was a good way to die. And being around the -the over-the-top characters who treated me no different, that was a good way to live. And this is life and the living of it.